Welcome to the Cornerstone Corner, our weekly message podcast. At Cornerstone, we are enthusiastic about all ages, having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open the Bible and hear God's word for us today. Congratulations uh, to those of you guys. Man, I, uh, graduating high school is a big deal. And so uh, if y'all just want to pray for me, because I don't know how I got old enough to have a graduating senior. Uh, makes me makes me feel a little old. So, uh, but that's important to do uh, to honor that because it's it's a big deal, and we want to definitely send them off uh, to do great things into the world. So, all right, uh, we're going to jump into our teaching for today. So, if you want to grab a Bible, you can turn to Romans chapter twelve. That's where we're going to land today. Romans chapter twelve. Um, and uh, to get us started today, I, I'm actually curious uh, with the hot weather. How many of you know it got hot this week? All right, and well, for me, it's not so hot. It was wonderful. This is like heaven for me, right? Um, and so it got a little hot this week. So I'm curious, did any of you uh, have your AC go down? Anybody's AC go down? Uh, somebody's couple, a couple of people's AC go down? You know, like this is a time, oftentimes you don't know that your AC is broken until right, then it gets really too hot, and then it's like 87 degrees upstairs, gets really hard to sleep, all that kind of stuff. Um, well, so far, so good at the Portman house. Uh, but we do have, in our house, we have a very unique setup in regards to our HVAC system. So we've got two air conditioners, one on either side of the house. The one is new. The other one uh, looks like this. It's old. And so uh, this is what we got when we moved into the house. It's been there. And we've been limping this bad boy along. Every year, I've got a guy uh, who's been helping me do that. Uh, he has come, uh, I think the first year he changed the capacitor, which all I thought about was the flux capacitor. All right. So he changed the capacitor. He added some Freon. Like he's uh, uh, done a lot of things to, the, to this unit uh, to keep it working. It does our upstairs, uh, keeps it cool. And so I was thinking about this particular uh, AC unit this week because last summer, uh, it went down again. And about every, every year or two, it go, goes down. Uh, and so it went down and come to find out that the fan at the very top of the AC unit somehow had re reversed its polarity and it was uh, pumping hot air into the unit rather than out of the unit. So he's like, uh, hey, I think we got to replace the fan. And I'm like, okay, I'd rather replace the fan than like $3,000 with a new unit, those kind of things, right? And so he, uh, he goes, he gets the fan, he gets it all installed, everything, and he flips the switch and nothing happens. And so I'm out there watching him do this, right? Because I want to learn these things, whatever. And, and so he's like checking and he's rechecking and he's checking and he's rechecking and he flips the switch again and nothing, nothing happens. So then he looks at me and he's like, well, Matt, looks like you're going to have to buy a new unit. How many of you know I was real excited about that? So I was like, I don't want to spend $3,000, those kind of things. And so I was like, there's got to be something like, because, like, you know, even though if the fan didn't click on, like usually, like, if you know AC stuff, like something's going to click on. And this was doing absolutely nothing. Like nothing was moving, nothing was uh, clicking on, nothing like that. And so he, at one point he looked at me and said, okay, well, I've tracked everything on the diagram like two or three times, and this is the way it should be wired, all that kind of stuff. And he said, well, I, why don't I do this? I'm going to take these two wires and I'm going to flip them, even though that makes no electrical sense, it makes no sense whatsoever. And even the diagram, I'm going to flip these two wires and then we're going to see what happens. I was like, all right, so I'm praying. I'm praying because I don't want to spend $3,000 on a new unit, right? So, uh, so he, flips the, he flips the wires and all of a sudden flips the switch and boom. We got AC, baby, and it was great. It was wonderful, and then uh, so I didn't have to spend $3,000, all that kind of stuff, which was wonderful, and so, uh, and so far, so good. This year's working out really well, those kind of things. So just pray. If you want to pray for something, pray for Matt's uh, AC unit. It would be really great. Um, but it was interesting that it took switching the wires to actually make this thing function, 
And I start with that today because we are starting our summer series that we're going to be in over the next couple of months called Wired, Living Who I'm Designed to Be, where we're going to spend the next two months, I'm really excited about this series, talking about our wiring. Specifically, we're going to talk about our spiritual gifts in this series and essentially how we are wired by God, gifted with certain things spiritually. If the wiring in the AC unit mattered to make it work, our wiring in the way that we are wired by God matters for us to live out life effectively, to make our life work, all right? And so that's what we're going to do in this series. Uh, many of you know that uh, our, our theme for 2023 is that we want to gain grit so we can cast in. Some of you guys are smart. You guys are figuring this out. So we're going to gain grit so we can cast in that. And so what we're doing is that we're trying to gain grit so we don't get off course, right? And, and we don't lose traction this year and ultimately help other people experience the kingdom of God. And, but but to, and, and as I think about back to the, like, we're about halfway through the year now, which, by the way, is a really good time to, like, look back over the first half of the year and, like, hey, how are we doing? And by the way, I think we're doing pretty well with this whole gaining grit to cast a net thing. Um, but, but one way that we can gain grit is why we're doing this series is to really know more about ourselves, discover who we are, how we're wired, know our purpose. And so it's why we're doing this series, so that we can gain more grit as we go through this year. All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 says this, and that's why we're talking about this uh, in, in general. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. And so we all have different gifts. We are wired by God in, in a certain way uh, that is valuable to know in order to live out our full potential and our purpose in life, all right, to live, if I can say it this way, to live gritty, okay? And so we're going to spend the next eight weeks talking about that. Now, we'll say up front that some of these particular uh, wirings might not be your necessary, necessary wiring, like it not, might not be the way you're made up. And so some of you are like, well, if we're talking about this subject, then maybe I just won't come to church that day, those kind of things. By the way, come to church every week because I think there's something for us in all of these, uh, these topics that we're going to cover um, because we need to pursue, actually, though, we're going to be probably one or two of these things that are going to be really our thing. There's really goodness in pursuing all of them. Okay, um, it's kind of like the five love languages. Many of you guys know the five love languages, right? Like, otherwise, I'm going to look at it because I'm going to forget one of them. Quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, physical touch, right? We we know those are the acts of serve or the the the, phys, the five love languages, right? And most people usually have one or two that like are kind of like they're uh, they're they're ones that they do really well and they need to receive to to feel loved and and so I think the same rings true with spiritual wiring and gifts that there may be one or two that are yours that are going to be the ones that are really going to kind of make up who you are, but pursuing all of them is a good way to live, all right? And so I want to talk more about that later once we get some context and look at some scripture today, all right? And so how are we wired by God? Well, our theme text in Romans chapter 12 gives us the options, the topics, and the giftings that we're going to talk about in this series. It's laid out actually within this text, uh, which I'll point out more specifically a little bit later today. Um, but for now, let's take a look at Romans chapter 12, diving into the introduction of this series and why this is here. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about why we're doing this, why this is important to, in the first place, to look um, at our wiring uh, before we look each week at each individual gift. All right. So it says this in Romans chapter 12, starting in verse three. It says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Verse 4. Now, just as each of, you, each of us has one body with many members, and those members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, 
we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is, if it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And so, of course, you saw the gifts listed there at the last verses, right? The last couple of verses, right? Prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, mercy. But before we go through one, uh, one by one of those every week this, in this series, uh, I want to point out a few things in this particular text that tell us why this is important to go through uh, and understand in the first place, all right? Uh, why we should know how we are wired, all right? And so I have a few things I want to point out today in particular to the greater text other than just the, the gifts. Um, but first, I want to pray. So if you would pray with me, and then I'll give those things to you today. So God, we thank you for an opportunity to come and to, to worship you this morning, to to give you praise, honor, and glory, because you deserve all of it and more. We do pray, God, and blessing on all of our, uh, our graduates and their families and all that. We're just grateful that we can celebrate that as well. But now as we turn our attention towards this particular text in Romans chapter 12 and this idea of spiritual gifting, I pray, God, that you would do something supernatural among us during this time, not because of my words or effort, but solely by the power of the Holy Spirit among us today. pray, God, that you would encourage us, maybe challenge us, uh, do something, God, that we absolutely need in our lives, each one of us individually, before we leave here. And so we just want to honor you today with this time and give it to you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So two points today regarding how we should know why we are wired. All right. Here's the first one you can fill this in. We should know how we're wired because, frankly, there's something about you. Frankly, there is something about you. Back in the text in verse 6, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And, and when I was studying the text this week, I noticed those words that, that it says that we have. And I looked it up in the original language of the Bible in the Greek, and, and, and uh, we have is this word, it's echo. And, and it means to have, to own, possess, to hold oneself to a thing, to lay hold of a thing, to adhere, to cling to, which I like the last one. And so when I was kind of digging deeper into that, I was like, so we have something, you and I, each one of us individually have something given to us by God that we can and should take hold of, adhere to, cling to, possess. Frankly, there is something about us, you and I, that makes us who we are, makes us up who God who has designed us to be. He's put something in you. He's created you just to be who you are. And who I am. In the New Living Translation of the Bible, that verse in verse six says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. I love that. God's given us gifts for doing certain things, not just doing certain things, but doing certain things well, right? There's frankly something that you and I have to do and this is not the only time in Scripture that we, we see this uh, talked about uh, and that, that God has put something in us that he wants us to do and, and to do well. It says in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to, here it is, do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are created to do stuff, good works by God, right? Now, I'm not telling some of you guys this morning anything that you don't already know, but I think it's a good reminder sometimes, right? We are designed to do good things. First Peter 4.10, each one should... Use whatever gift he has received to, here it is, serve others, do something faithfully to ministering God's grace in its various forms. And so frankly, there's something for you to do and me to do and for us to do collectively to serve other people. 
Thus, the, the list in our text in uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 7 and 8, right? It'll come up on the screen. It's in. It's like uh, the list of prophesying and serving and teaching, encouraging, giving to lead, show mercy, to do it cheerfully. So seven areas uh, of listed possible giftings there in that text that we're going to talk about in this series. And just to give you a heads up kind of how that's all going to be playing out, I wanted to kind of give you an idea of we're going to start next week talking about each one individually. And so next week's June 11th, and June 11th we'll talk about, uh, the title will be Wired to Encourage. And so we're going to talk about being an encourager and when you're wired to encourage people, to, be, to give encouragement. Then June 18th we're going to do, uh, um, the message will be Wired to Lead, discussing the gift of leadership. June 25th, wired to give, taking a look at the wiring to give, being a giver. And this is, just, this is not just financially, although it can be financially, but this is beyond just financially. July 2nd, wired for mercy, digging, in, uh, digging into uh, mercy and compassion gifting. By the way, that will be the very first teaching that Ryan, our new associate pastor, will be teaching that day. He's right there, by the way, which is kind of exciting. All right. So, uh, so I'm excited about that. Hope you're doing that one. Okay, uh, July 9th, I'm, uh, it's called uh, Message to be Wired to See Ahead. And I, I'm gonna encourage you, please prioritize being here that particular week. Um, we're gonna talk exclusively about the gift of prophecy. And I will tell you, this is a gifting that I think can be easily misunderstood, okay? Um, maybe for some, might even be something that, uh, that you're scared of, and it's not meant to be a gift to be scared of. Um, and, and sometimes I think that this gifting can only get really scary because there might be some wonkiness that maybe because human beings get involved in some of this stuff and it doesn't have to be a really scary thing. It's actually a beautiful gift from God. And so I'm excited about talking about that. So make sure you be here July 9th. July 16th is actually Baptism Sunday. And so we're gonna take a break from this series. We're gonna celebrate baptism. By the way, if you've uh, recommitted or committed your life to Christ sometime in the last year or two, man, sign up for the baptism classes. They're coming up July uh, 6th and 9th. Get into this baptism. Uh, we're gonna celebrate new life in Christ that day. And by the way, that is also the Sunday of the all church picnic. So put that on your calendar. Make sure that you're part of that. And as a part of that, that is the annual cornhole tournament. And I have to reclaim my throne, all right? Many of you know that I won the first one, right? And so I lost last year. Uh, I think it was rigged by Jack, but I mean, it, otherwise. <laughs> all right, so make sure you're here on that Sunday. All right, and then uh, we'll finish up the last two weeks of the series, July 23rd, Wired to Serve, discussing the gift of service, serving others, regularly being there and doing things for other people. And then finally, uh, July 30th, Wired to Teach, discussing, of course, diving, diving into the gift of teaching. And so we'll cover these giftings, right? Encouragement, leadership, gifting, mercy, prophecy, serving, and teaching. And I think this is gonna be just a really super helpful series um, to help us see maybe where and what our giftings are, uh, which could be, by the way, just, so you, just, just a, a side note, these could, this could be more than one, right? There's no indication in the scripture uh, that, we, that we're looking at and that we're basing the series on that it's just one gift. Right? You can have multiple gifts. It could be two or three or four. Maybe you have all seven. By the way, maybe God just thought you were cool enough that you wanted to give you all seven of these giftings. And so I, I do think that there is value to being, being here each week. Um, but I think also that, that it'll also give us uh, some indication of some things, some areas to press into um, that maybe aren't our giftings, right? Because the, the truth of the matter is, is that there's probably, so it may not be your wiring, quote unquote, but, you, but the, the, my guess is in a, in, a, in a day or a week or a month or a year, you're gonna probably be in a position where you're gonna need to encourage somebody. Or you're gonna be in a position where you're gonna need to show mercy. Or maybe you're gonna need to teach a, a child. Maybe, uh, maybe it's a niece or a nephew or your own children or a grandchild, those kind of things. There's gonna be some opportunities that I think there will be some things for you uh, in each one of these uh, messages. 
And so I think that'll be some, bring some clarity in our wiring, but also something for us every, every week in this series, okay? Along with this, um, we wanted to give you a resource, all right, to help you identify your wiring and your spiritual giftings. And so on your way in today, I hope that you guys were given these, all right? And so if you didn't get these, then raise your hand and the, the, the um, ushers will bring, hey, yeah, get, uh, can you bring these up? If you raise your hand. If you didn't get one of these, raise your hand, because I do want everybody to walk out with one of these, okay? On here, this is actually a, a website for a spiritual gift assessment test, okay? And, uh, and so it's the, the test is freeshapetest.com. I had a couple people uh, previous to the series take this particular test, uh, and those kind of things, and they found that it was super helpful, all right? So I will tell you, don't do it now uh, while this is going on, because I do want you to pay attention to what's going on the rest of the day. But beyond that, it's going to take probably 30, 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes if you are a little bit of an overthinker, okay? Because sometimes these kind of tests, overthinkers can overthink some things. So, but sometime in the next few weeks, what we want you to do is we want you to, t- to take this assessment. And some of you may have already taken a spiritual gift assessment, and maybe you were like, well, I already know him. I didn't take it again, because sometimes uh, the, God can actually do new things in you. Right? He can create new things in you or maybe unearth some things that have been in you that you didn't know that you had, okay? So take this exam uh, uh, and assessment, and then uh, it tells you at the very end to send your results to uh, a church staff or those kind of things. Here's what we want you to do. If you're in a small group, send that to your small group leader, okay? If you're in, on, on a crew, if you're volunteering here at the church, send it to your crew leader and set up a meeting to, to walk through your answers to this because we want this to not just fall flat. We want this to actually be beneficial to you. So set up a meeting that then you can uh, walk through your results and uh, hopefully the idea would be fuller, fuller develop your uh, spiritual giftings in your life, okay? So do that sometime in the next couple of weeks. So with that then, uh, I wanted to make sure you knew where we were going and about the assessment. Let me kind of go back to this, circle back to this point. Frankly, again, the point is, frankly, there's something about you. We have, as the text says, been given gifts from God. We have. And 1 Peter uh, 2, 9, it says this. It says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation's God's special possession. Folks, what I want you to hear today, there's a couple things I really want you to catch today. Here's what I first thing I, I think we have to start the series this way is I want you to hear this, is that there's something about you and you and you and you and you and you and you. There, there's something about you. There's significance in your life because God has created you to be significant. God's designed you. He's put some things in you and you are special simply because of God has said, hmm, I want Anita to look like this. By the way, she's pretty special. That's my mom. Right? By the way, Psalm 139, some of you guys know this verse, 139, uh, Psalm 139, 13 and 14 says, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's room, you... uh, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You've been woven together for a purpose. You have, you have a purpose from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if you ain't getting excited about that, man, I'm gonna pray for you after service. Because the, the, the King of the universe has put some purpose in you and, it, and that should get you a little excited to figure out what that is. You have a purpose-designed life, which uh, is sort of like that book, and I'm sure some of you have read. Years ago, it came out. There's like 35 million copies, right? Some, how many of you guys read the book, The Purpose-Driven Life? Okay, good, good chunk of you guys read that book, right? If you've never read that book, might be something to consider uh, during this series to maybe read that book. 
But it's kind of designed to help people discover the life that God has uniquely created them to live, right, here on this earth, living in and out of our giftings, the things that he's put into us, as well as uh, kingdom things here, doing all that, but also forever and eternity. It's kind of like a, they they kind of describe it in the description as like a roadmap book that will kind of, um, that for many people has really transformed their life because it's really kind of on earth that that's something about you. And so God has put some, there's something about you, Right? And so you might want to consider reading that. Um, because uh, sometimes I think, and we're going to pray about this in the end of the service today, I think sometimes we can look at other people and we can forget about our somethings. Or we can disregard our somethings, and God has something that he's put in you that, man, I hope, I, here's, here's the, my whole overall hope for this series, is that, that man, we, walk, we have a group of people at a church that is walking in their somethings. Because what kind of kingdom things could you, do, could you see in your life and in your family's life and in your workplace if you're walking in your somethings? If I'm walking in, if the church is walking in the somethings. Now, I will tell you this. We've got to keep ourselves somewhat in check with the midst of this, right? Because uh, we could either get conceited or prideful in the midst of these things. And so uh, that's why our text, by the way, starts out in verse 3. It says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. And so there's still a sense of humility needed in this, right? Since knowing our giftings really is mostly about kingdom things, right? Doing kingdom things for other people, blessing other people. But there is something about you, you and I. God giftings that we have. I, I was thinking about my life, and some of you guys know are this because you've been around and I've, I've talked about this before, but two of my giftings that I know that I have are, are leadership and teaching. Um, and by the way, teaching is one of those ones that, um, that I never thought that I would actually want to have as a gifting. Never. Like, I remember being in, at, at, at Taylor University, again, the, the greatest Christian university in Indiana. And, but I was at Taylor University, and I remember, because I was in mass communication, so I had to be in a, a lot of speech classes. We had to do a lot of pro- projects and, and presentations. I remember being in those classes and frightened and scared out of my mind to get up in front of people, and now I do it every week. Right? And I, by the way, I can't imagine myself doing anything else other than what I'm doing now in this life is to do this teaching pastor thing, right? And, and so, I, I, if I can say this, I know, I know, I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am wired for this. And if, I, if you would have asked me back in college, I would have been like, no way. I, although I don't mind being in front of people, I like all that stuff, but, but like the reality of like teaching, like I, I don't have a, and so God has given, given me on earth a teaching gift in me. I know that now. I didn't know. And so going back to what I said earlier, some of you, you might know what you think, you think you know what your gifting is, but you've had this thing gifted in you and it's gonna finally get on earth in the next week, in the next month, sometime this summer. And so maybe if you find yourself like me and you resist some of your gifting at certain points, here's what I would ask of you. Be open in the series to whatever it might be that God might bring up in this series because you never know what God is up to, uh, even if there are things that we would pr- uh, shut down pretty quickly, you know? Like, uh, like just be open to whatever God might do, because, because if you, again, if, if I would have stayed in that mindset of like the teaching thing, I probably wouldn't be doing what God has gifted me and wired me to do in this, in this position as a lead pastor of this church. And by the way, I actually had this thought too. Uh, I experienced this in my life as well. If people are consistently telling, the, telling you that you should do a thing or be a thing, it might be something to consider. By the way, two people just looked at each other really fast. <laughs> uh, 
If somebody, if, if, if people, and I would say if people are consistently, if there are multiple people regularly telling you that you should do something or be something, they, by the way, they might be being used by God to speak life into things that he already put into you long ago. Now, can I say, by the way, some, some people are just wrong, okay? They can be wrong, okay? Like, like there was a, oh, this is not on my notes. This is free for you. I know, you're so excited. But I remember back when I, I was in, in college and Lee and I were dating and I had a friend of mine who said, uh, Lee, is, Lee is the wrong person for you. He was wrong. He was dead wrong, Right? So people can be wrong, right? But the reality is, if, and, and you gotta know this, like this, if people are consistently telling you that you should do something or be something, maybe pray about that. Because maybe the, God is, being, is using them to stir what he's put into you long ago when he knit you together in your mother's womb and you just haven't realized yet and it's gonna be on earth. It's like digging a hole and like, whoa, there's treasure down there, right? Maybe it's something like that. By the way, just so, just so you know, um, I had for years, Rob Wallace is one of them. He's sitting right here. Rob told me for years I was going to plant a church. And how many times did I tell you, I'm not doing that? And my, our former pastor told me I was going to do that. And there were other people that told me. So many people. I, I can point to probably a, a half a dozen or a dozen people that have told me years ago that I was going to be a church planter. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. And so maybe, just maybe, if, if you're seeing some, something consistently told to you to be something or do something, maybe pray about that. Take some time to get away with God because God might be using that, that person and that situation and those people speaking into your life to speak that stuff into life into you. Which kind of wraps up that first point. Um, we should know how we're wired because frankly, folks, there is something about you and I and we need to, on earth, whatever God has put into us, man, maybe some things we've known for a long time and it's just gonna reignite something, maybe it's some things we've never known and, that's gonna, and it's gonna be something fresh and new for us, but there's something about you. Point two, then you can write this in. We should know how we're wired because there's something we need and do not have. You can feel that in. There's something we need and do not have. The point come, uh, this point comes directly from verse four of the text today, which says this. It says, just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have things that we are not good at and, and others are, right? Things that we need and do not have. And so we need to, one, yes, know our shortcomings, right? We need to know the things that we are gifted in, but we also need to know the things that we're not gifted in so that ultimately, too, we can, we can lean on other people because it's, it's good to kind of collectively, that's why we're doing this as a church. We gotta collectively know how we're wired so that in my weaknesses, right, I can actually know your strengths and your strengths might actually cover my weaknesses. That'd be good. We can lean on each other, which actually kind of made me think about... Um, uh, years ago, I was a, a camp counselor at a great ministry, camp ministry called Spring Hill. Anybody ever heard of Spring Hill? Okay, a couple of people. I love this ministry. Uh, I, I spent three summers uh, working there as a counselor, as area director, and then did my internship there as well. And so the first year when I was a counselor, uh, during uh, staff training, they, they taught us a, a, a way that, they have a kind of a unique way of, of having people pray. And, and specifically praying like group prayers, like maybe before meals or like at the end of the day, those kind of things. Um, and so uh, I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. So uh, Eden, come up here. All right, so, uh, so <laughs> I didn't tell her I was gonna do this. And so here's what they would do is they would, they, would, they would have everybody hold hands, but they would have everybody hold hands in what's kind of known as boyfriend-girlfriend style, okay, like this. 
right? Which you can imagine middle school boys and girls are like, right? All the kind, right? And they were like freaking out and they're like, I don't want to, and they do this whole thing, right? They would do that, right? But they would do boyfriend girl style. Now it felt a little weird until they explained what it meant. And what it meant was this, is that we all have strengths and weaknesses. Our strengths are represented by our fingers and our weaknesses are represented by the webbing in between our fingers. And by holding hands this way, then we're representing the fact that Eden's weaknesses are being covered by my strengths and my, my weaknesses are becoming, being covered by hers. And then they stopped doing this. Because <laughs> then they got it, right? I, all right, you can take a seat. Everybody give, give Eden a big round of applause, please. Though it was a little awkward to hold hands that way at first, I love the imagery there, right? I love the imagery there because, folks, here's the, here's the reality is that that's exactly what this point is, that we need to know how we're wired because we need to know also how we're not wired. We need to know our weaknesses, our, our finger webbings in life, if you will, right? We need to know what those things are so that ultimately, and we need to know also what other people's strengths are so that when I know what my weakness is and I know what Eden's strength is, I can say, hey, I need you to cover my, my weakness. By the way, uh, and I love the illustration there too, because sometimes we can be covered in our weaknesses by younger people. Ooh, that might have shaken some of you older folks. We might need to be covered in our weaknesses as a church body by somebody who's younger than us. We need to lean on them. You see, because the truth is, folks, we, and, and we talk about this a lot here at Cornerstone, we need each other, folks. We need each other. We need the church. We need your small group. We need your volunteer crew, your friends, your coworkers, your families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We need each other. It says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's stuff. And you will fulfill the law of Christ. Cover each other's weak spots and, and, and things that we need and don't have. Cover those things and you'll fulfill the law of Christ. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If any of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Pity anyone who does not have someone to help them in their shortcomings and their weaknesses and cover, cover the webbings of their, of their life. Striving only, by the way, in their strengths and, and their giftings. Inevitably, by the way, if you're only striving in your giftings and, and, and your, and your uh, gifts, uh, if inevitably you're going to stumble and you're going to fall, and pity that person who has no one to help them up. And then finally, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another on all the more as you see the day approaching. There's value to being connected to others because, by the way, if you don't know it, this, is, this might be a spiritual truth for some of you. If you don't know it, you don't have it all together. And you can say that back to me. I don't have it all together. Folks, not a single person in this room has it all together. We are weak at certain points and we need each other so much that to cover our, that we need to spur each other on and by spurring each other on, we can, we can live our lives. I would love, by the way, to be a church that is represented like this. Let's be a church like that. And so uh, I was trying to think of a way to illustrate this. And so I, uh, I thought about it like lifting um, and specifically a weight bench. And so I actually have uh, borrowed a weight bench from somebody. Um, and so I thought about it and, and he gave me really big weights and I told him no, because um, it's really heavy. But I was thinking about it like a weight bench. And, uh, you know, I, uh, some of you know I've been uh, going to the gym sometime in the last year. And, and so I see people do the weight bench all the time and by themselves. And it makes me a little scared for them, right? Because the reality is they, they don't know when, when they're going to be in a spot where they're going to need a spotter. 
right? And, and so uh, uh, you can do it on your own, but sometimes, right? Sometimes it is better to, to have a spotter, especially, oh man, that's heavy. Okay. So it's good to have a spotter, especially in what I would call those oh crap moments, right? So you may be able to do a couple, right? Maybe you're doing a set of 15 or 20, right? And so you get to like number 15 and then you get the bar to here and you ain't got it. And what's going through your mind? Oh crap, right? Yeah, I said crap in church, all right? (laughs) Or maybe it's all the way down on your chest, right? And so in those moments, it is good to have a spotter. All right, Elijah, come on up here. Sometimes it's good to have a spotter, right? That then can help now, don't lift it all the way. You don't want to do. Okay. <laughs> all right, just, just help me lift it up. All right, so sometimes it's good to spot. And so let me, let me take it to where I'm talking about right now in this, this particular series. Is folks, there are times when we have our oh crap moments of life. It is really good for somebody to just encourage us. It is really good for somebody to lead us. It is really good for somebody to show us mercy. It is really good for, for someone to give us a prophetic word and a blessing from God. And so sometimes it is, like, it is the best thing in the world sometimes is to when we're in the, in the, the craziness of life, right? We're just, yeah, just help me. Keep helping me. Okay. We're just going through life, right? Sometimes we just need how somebody else is wired to help us lift. Okay. Can you carry that now? Because I'm, okay, good. All right. You can set it out there. Can you all give Elijah a big round of applause for helping me out? There you go. Thank you, Elijah, for doing that. My arms are going to be sore by the end of second service. Okay. So, here, so here's what I, here, I hope that makes sense to you. I tried to do a, a real physical illustration because, folks, here's, it's this, the, this is, so crucial. It could, be, it could be proved to be so crucial to just have someone to help you in your life and, and use their gifting, use the way that they're wired so that you are not in an oh crap kind of moment in your life. This is the second part of this whole wired thing is that we, we have to know that, and this is the second point, it'll come back up, is that we need to know how we're wired because there are things we need and do not have. We need to be a church family to know each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses so that we can cover those things. Because some of you might, you might be here today and you're in an oh crap moment right now. And here's what my hope would be as you, as you are here this morning and as you're plugging into things here at the church that hopefully you can, you can, we can help spot you as a church. I really hope that kind of connects and resonates with you. Because uh, let me kind of recap this and we're going we're gonna to kind of close today. I, I think knowing how we're wired really matters. Um, again, the wiring mattered in the way that my AC unit was, right? It, the, the two wires had to be switched. We had to know how we are wired to make it work. And our, wire, our wiring, our human wiring by God matters too. And so I, I think it's, I, I want, I'm excited about this series because I think it'll prove to be super vital for so many of us taking uh, to the spiritual assessment and talking through that with somebody, processing through it, maybe reading or rereading the, the purpose-driven life. Folks, here's what I would say to you is that this series could mean everything. It could mean everything. It could be everything for you. 
what we need most in life right now. This might be the thing we need most in life right now to know how, number one, right, that there's something about us, how we're wired. And two, there's things we need and don't have. It could be everything. It could change everything in our life. It could change our church. It could change our community. It could change your workplace. It could change your marriage. It could change your relationship with your kids. Could, could change like the, 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 the relationships that, you, that you've been estranged from your parents or, or your other siblings. And those kind of, could change those relationships forever and just knowing how you're wired in this series. By the way, that's my hope as we walk through this. And so with that, why don't you stand? Well, we pray that you enjoyed the message today. We pray that it was challenging and that the Spirit has stirred something new in you today. Have a blessed week.